This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Welcome to Pardon the Corruption. Uh, it's been a long time, but it's been worth the wait because tonight my guest is Don Kingu of ATV News. Welcome, Don. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, I've been heard about the show, so I'm glad that you know I have a chance to come on and you know speak my mind. Yeah. Hey, man, I remember one time we met at the uh, Rappers Republic Sportsnet Grill Party yes. and, uh, and your apparel company hooked us up with a bunch of Rappers Republic gear. Yes, uh, which yes. is inclu- uh, n- not this one that I'm wearing right now, but uh, the the other tracksuit and all that came from uh, your brand, uh, ATB News and and Six. And tell me the story, if, if you don't mind me, uh, how you, you I bought one jersey off you, the best looking Raptors jersey I own, and it's not <laughs> even official Raptors gear. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll show it as this video is playing. But what was? The, did you get into trouble for that branding? Uh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say we got into trouble or anything like that. There was some, some uh, speculation and you know some talks about it. Um, but you know it was it was just a design that we did, and you know it caught a lot of attention because it was it was kind of similar to a, a Raptor throwback jersey, but it kind of had our own spin to it, and it just kind of just uh, caught the city, you know by like you know wildfire and like everyone wanted it you know once we put it out um but yeah it it was just one of those things where we just kind of just got our creative juices going and you know put 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 together you know a few a few a few jerseys that was just one of it one of them right and um that was the most popular one right so we just kind of ran with it and um it just kind of went from there you know so and it's definitely one of my favorite jerseys too. It, it 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 is it is one of my best, and like it reminds you of the story when um, even for this logo that we have, we got into sort of trouble with the Raptors, where uh, they actually came at us for uh, a while back. This is years back, yeah. and even after that, when the whole King in the North uh, thing happened uh, back when uh, Demar and Kyle made the playoffs uh, after I don't know their second time or whatever, they had this King in the North promotion, and we printed all these T-shirts, and mm-hmm. we sold four thousand of them. Wow. On on Teespring, wow. four thousand T-shirts, and we got the cease and desist, and we couldn't sell a single one. But man, it's crazy how fans come up with some of the best designs. Yeah, right. And like, I honestly feel like it definitely caught their attention. Like for sure, they they did a they did contact us about it and about a lot of our other designs. You know, not even just the jerseys. So like, I know we we definitely got their attention. And um, they did try to, you know, cease and desist some of our some of our items, but you know we weren't really having it because we kind of came up with it ourselves first, and really with the idea of nothing to do with them, right? So it kind of just worked out to where you know it 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 kind of got similar with the fans' help as well, right? It just kind of just it just blew up. And they just felt the need that they had to come in and, you know, and do something. So, yeah. 
hey, yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, it, it is my favorite rapper's jersey uh, by far. I appreciate right. it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to the, uh, the Raptors talk, man. So we're sitting 10th in the standings right now. Yes. And, uh, in, in soccer or in football, there's this concept of a false position where yeah. the team is in the, in the Premier League table maybe and their position doesn't match their record. So they become dangerous opponents uh, for, uh, for teams because they're, you know, it's, it's, uh, they may be 10. Are the Raptors right now at number 10 in, in, the, in, in the false position? Like, are they, are they significantly better than what their position indicates? I like the way you put that. I like the way you put that because I think that's definitely the best way to describe them right now because I think a lot of people coming into the season would have never thought that we would be in the position that we are right now, right? And um, I think the way that we're playing right now, we're definitely turning the corner. So that that um, assumption that you, you made, it, it fits us perfectly where we're, our record is not doesn't show exactly how we are or how we play, uh, right? Uh, so I think we can catch a lot of teams um, off guard because coming in, they think that, you know, they can just get a win because of our record. Yeah. And, and that's definitely not the case, especially with how we're playing right now. So I, I, see, us, I see us improving and our record getting a lot better um, within, within the week yeah. or so, yeah, especially, with, especially with the schedule that we have coming up. Well, we we got Orlando again. We're recording this on uh, on Monday night, and then after that, you got you got the Nets game. And I remember before the Milwaukee game happened, I was like, you know, man, there's a, the NBA season is full of a lot of games that don't mean much, but once in a while, a game comes along which you can sort of measure yourself against. Yeah, exactly. Like you win that one, it tells you. And Milwaukee, we sort of failed the test mm-hmm. with the Nets coming up. The Raptors sort of. I don't know. I don't know. You think we you think we failed against Milwaukee? Well, we lost. Yeah, we lost, but I feel like we played pretty well. I, f- I felt like we competed mm-hmm. and like we didn't just lie down and just let them like, you know, like, you know, beat us badly or anything like that. I felt like our guys came to play and like we just a couple a couple things just didn't go our way. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, we could have we could have took that one. I, we we could have, but we didn't is, is, is my larger moral, moral victory. Moral victory. I mean, I'm counting actual victories. But with the, with, the, with the Nets here, I mean, I like the way the Raptors match up with the Nets. Like, athleticism-wise, like Stanley Johnson, Watanabe, we'll talk about those guys in a bit. Like, I, even though they have this, the star power, I, I feel like we can trouble them just based on our length and our grittiness and our, and our backcourt being sort of tough. And Siakam, like, matches up well with them in terms of athleticism. Yeah, they got guys that can probably slow them down. But overall, I like that matchup. Me too. Um, I, I, you bring a good point. Um, we have guys that, that are gritty and will play, will play defense. And it, it, it will help us because they don't play defense. <laughs> they have, like, the worst defensive, like, uh, rating in the, whole, in the whole league. And yeah. actually, NBA history, from what I've heard, um, the, the, with the points that they allow. So, like, that's definitely something that plays in our favor you know when we match them up you know so yeah these guys can, can can put it up with the best of them i mean they do have the best offensive um rating as well in nba history but like hey man defense wins games in my opinion and i feel like with our defense and our guys you know grittiness and and the way to 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 kind of slow down the game and and with nurse 
you know, having all these, these, these different types of plays, you know, that kind of, you know, change things up a little bit. I'll definitely give us a shot. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned the Raptors, like turning around their season a little bit. And one of the reasons has been, uh, like improved bench play, which was sort of non-existent uh, at the start of the season. And as Nick Nurse continues to like tweak rotations, a couple of guys have emerged. Bembry emerged in the last couple of games, got some uh-huh. fairly major minutes, a guy who, who's been sitting on the bench for a while. But one guy that's been sort of consistently pretty good for the Raptors has been Watanabe, who came out of nowhere. And like at this point, like if like he's he's pretty close to being like coming off the bench a sixth man. Yeah, man. Like I like I like the way he's played lately, man. Like it's nothing about left hand shooters, man. Like I lo- I, I I love seeing a left hand shooter shoot. Like it just looks prettier, you know. And like his shot, every time he puts it up, it just it looks like it's gonna go in. Like you know, like you know when some some guys shoot, you like ah okay yeah he's not that's not going in. Like, yeah. When he shoots, it's like yeah that's that's going in. Like yeah. you know, and it's almost like every time and. And he hustles so hard. Like, you can tell, like, he's been trying to prove himself. Like, he's been trying to prove that, yo, I can play. And I just need that opportunity. And, like, and like you said, he came out of nowhere because when he, when I saw his name on the roster, I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. Where did this guy come from? At first, I thought he was a rookie. And I said, okay, wait, he's been in the league for three years, I think. Yeah. And he's, he, was, he, was with, he was in Memphis and didn't see no time. Yeah. I'm like, where did we find this guy? Yeah. And lo and behold, he can actually play ball and can actually make plays. So it's like he can defend too, different positions. Like you see him defending the pick and roll. Like I'm just like, wow, man, this guy can really be something, you know? And he's a, he's a, he's a defender that you don't have to worry about in terms of matchups. Like there, there are certain guys who are on the floor and you have to hide them. Yeah. Right? Because you, you can't, you, oh, you can't, you can't switch here because you might get exploited because of his height or because of lack of quickness. W- with a guy like him, he has enough length, enough quickness that, that you don't have to worry about hiding him at all. You can just like let him and, and play and he gives you freedom to play what, whatever defense you want to play. Like the block that he had against Orlando uh-huh. when like, they ran it back. Oh my gosh. That was, wow. I was just like, okay. I, I yelled it and got up and I see what I see now. I was like, okay, this guy needs some more playing time, man. Like, I don't think I don't think the 905 is gonna get this guy, man. Like we kinda need him right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so like it's good to see this guy get his opportunity and and and, and he's balling out. That's it's you love to see that. You love to see those type of stories, you know? Yeah. Him and, and, and- and one thing we know about Nurse, man, is that, that the guy will prioritize guys who play defense over guys who play offense. I think now, it, you know, whatever, we're one third into the season or something like that. And at this point, you can sort of understand why guys like Matt Thomas don't play. Uh, it's because they just don't bring enough defensively. Yeah. Uh, Davis is another guy that I, I, I feel like has been pretty suspect on defense overall, yet still manages to squeeze in some minutes. Like, I, w- I would have very little issue increasing Utah's minutes overall as a team and get it, get him up to like more of a, if not starter, like a high, high bench player role. Uh, because I feel, I feel he produces way more uh, in the minutes he plays. Yeah. I, I think, I think uh, the reason why like Terrence is, is getting the minutes is because like a lot of it has to do with Norm being out mm. and OG being out. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, she's got to give minutes to somebody. 
right? Yeah. And he's like the next guy, right? So like he he kind of has like his leash is not that not as bad because because Norman and and OG are out. If they were in, he would get pulled, you know, like quicker, right? He even kind of turns it over a lot too. Like he has a turnover issue, yeah. but like um. I feel like I feel like uh, you, Utah, uh, Utah, and um, and Boucher, both of them need a need need a lot more time, and and probably will get a lot more time because they've been they've been the bright spot, you know, this season so far. Yeah, and, and let's talk about the big man just in, in a bit. But first, I kind of want to touch on uh, Siakam, who's been like a you know a hot rod of uh, like fake controversy i'll say because people seem to have like extremely high expectations of the guy uh, and they're already judging him against like oh he's not going to be an elite player he's not going to be a tier one player and for, when it's all said and done he may not be but for the last couple of games against whatever opposition he's played really well and he seems to have turned the corner what do you have to say to people who are critical of siakam's game in this critical juncture of his career I, for, to be honest, I, like a lot of them, a lot of them don't really. I feel like don't really know his game, and 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 haven't really been watching his game. You know those those who kind of talk the way they've been talking about him. Um, Siakam is the type of guy like you know he he improves every year. Uh, he gets better every year, and. And it's one of those guys that he needs. He needs time. You gotta have patience with him. You know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna just be the guy. You know, like, you know, what? It's just been. This is what his first, his second year of being the guy, mm-hmm. like, and not even really his second yeah. year. You know, like, you know. So it's like he, he, he's gonna need time to polish and pick up the game late. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, like some someone like that. You know, like. You gotta, you, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta let him, you gotta give him some time, you know, and, and don't just jump on him every time he, you know, he messes up or he doesn't come through, you know, there's growing pains with that, that comes with being the guy, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't just get thrown into that role and, and you automatically, you know, become the guy like, nah, you gotta go through some things, you know, yeah. you, you, you gotta, you, you gotta fail. You know, so it's like he, he's just going through those those growing pains and and, you know, soon, soon, like and like you said, he may not be that guy. Right. You know, it, it, he just needs to go through it right now for us to find out if he is or not. Yeah. And I'd even say I was looking at some tape from the start of the season to uh, last night's game. Uh, and you already can see an improvement in his timing. Mm-hmm. The the way he's finishing in one on one situations with an in isolation with a defender on him, I think he's less predictable today than he was in mid December. Yeah. So even in a month, you've noticed that he he is more anticipating what the defense defense will fall for and what they might not fall for, and he has a plan B in his game today, a, a, a much better plan B in his game today than he had even like a month and a half ago. And that's just him seeing different defenses and and just getting adjusted to the game. So even if you if if you measure Siakam by not by year by year improvements, just by month by month improvements, you can still see an improvement in his game compared to a month ago. Exactly, that's that's true. And like a lot of it is mental, 
I think a lot of it was mental for him. Um, and, and making the adjustment with, with, uh, with being away from, from the ACC, not, not having no fans. You know, he struggled in the bubble, right? The whole time, right? And like, I feel like Siakam is the type of player that kind of needs fans, right? Yeah. He needs the fans to, to, to get going and, 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 you know, to boost them and give them a boost, right? So when he didn't have that and then coming into this season, being in Tampa and starting the season with, with fans that don't even cheer for you. And then like, you know, like not having no fans and then pretty much being away the whole time because Tampa isn't your home. Right. So that's all an adjustment for, for, for him. And like other players adjust to it a lot quicker. Some other players adjust to it a lot slower. Yeah. Right. And I feel like he was the product of, you know, a player adjusting slower, taking more time to adjust to those uh, circumstances. So I feel like now he's getting a little bit more comfortable with, 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 you know, the situation that they're in and you can see it's showing, you know? Yeah. And you, you brought up a good point about uh, about the fans, like because the Raptors have one of the best home supports in the league, if not the and, and, you know, a lot of their regular season win total is built on the, the, the atmosphere at the ACC and, and all that stuff. And, and that is lacking. And now they're the only team because fan, fans are starting to come back into buildings across the league. Like Indiana mm-hmm. the other day had like four or 5,000 people in the building. Like you see mm-hmm. every arena have that. And the Raptors are still kind of isolated in Tampa. Like, like I, know, I know it's a, you know, 90-foot court and, like, everybody plays on the – but that's got to have, like, some sort of impact on you because you really got to pick yourself up. You're not getting any home cooking. As great as Florida is, that can't be – that can't bring out the best in you. Exactly. Like, it's part of the game. It's, it's, it's part of the game, right? And if you're not getting that part of the game and every other team is, that's, like, another thing that you got to fight. Right. So it's just like it, it's tough, man. It's tough. And like you said, we're the only team in the league that's dealing with this. Right. Like we're the only team that is literally away every game. So it's like it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. And like I feel like, you know, it, it, it's played a lot. It's played a big part to our record. Yeah. But I, I feel the team is, is definitely turning the corner and, and um they're getting a lot more comfortable with, with, with the situation. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about um, trades. I mean, deadlines coming up in, um, in, a, in a couple of months or in a month. And uh, I think the same question has been asked by everybody at this point, right? Is that, do you go and you make a, a small incremental improvement by in improving your big man position? Although Baines has played well of late the last few games, I, I don't know if that's the final solution if you are trying to actually do something productive in the playoffs. Uh, or do you go ahead and you and, and you gamble away because Washington is bottom of the East right now uh, and, uh, you know, there are players available there. Like, wh- where's your head at in terms of the type of moves the Raptors should be making? Are we, are we in the moonshot business right now of trying to hit a home run? Or are we more in the, let, let's, let's, make a couple of tweaks so we we kind of buy us more time and do something in the playoffs with the with, with a slightly improved roster like where's your headspace at to be honest i i don't think i don't think we're we're in the business to to make that 
that big move. You know, I don't even think it's there, to be honest. Uh, I felt like, you know, it was there with, with Harden when, when he was available. You know, but now that he's gone, you know, like Beal is the next, you know, like piece, you know, that, that would just, you know, kind of swing, you know, the tides in the league. But like Washington doesn't seem like they want to, you know, embark in any trade talks with him. And he doesn't seem like he wants to leave, which is confusing to me. I don't understand why he wants to stay there. But for me, it's like, I, I guess it's just like you make a little tweak and then, you know, you see what you can do in the playoffs, you know, with, with the tweaks that you do. Like, because, I mean, we still have a competitive team. You know, I feel like we're just a big man away from, you know, making some noise. And, you know, who knows? Anything can happen. I look at look at what Miami did in the bubble. Like, I felt like that was a fluke. I don't I don't care what you know any Miami fan says to me. That was a a a, a product of the circumstance, you know. So like, if Miami can do something like that and kind of you know shock the world, you know, why can't we with a few tweaks? Yeah. Well, we, we got to make a few tweaks is the thing. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, the Beal move uh, just because I don't think it necessarily propels us into another level of a team. Uh, and it still results in our, our, our big man problem still being there. Um, so I, I think you sort of have to move on a big man, regardless of what your long-term plan are. And um, though Aaron Baines has played better of late, I just don't see the Raptors being able to have enough compete in them to overcome a seven-game series against anybody with those two there, uh, unless you're playing a team which is equally, you know, in a you know not good at that position. Yeah, I, I feel you have to sort of look at, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying Dwayne Dedman's the answer, but like, you, no, I, I literally had him in my head too because it's like who's really what bigs are really available? Like, yeah, yeah, Drummond's there, but it's like that's a high price. You know, like, like who, who are you really trying to give up for for someone like that? Like, to make the salaries match, like you would have to trade like Laurie or something like that. Like, yeah, and, just- and, and you know, yeah, you know, one guy that has has been mentioned in Raptors trade talks in the past has been Vucevic, and and we saw him uh, last night. He was not particularly impressive. He doesn't like wet my beak at all in terms yeah. of something that I'd like to dip into at all. True, it's true, but like. With him, it's just like it's crazy because he's talented. Like he, he can he can be a problem, but it's just some nights. I honestly, I think it's really against just against us. He just doesn't play well against us. <laughs> I, 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 that's if you look at his numbers, honestly, it's when he plays the Raptors, he's just trash. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is. He just we just have the blueprint on him. Like, but man, this guy. Against other teams? Oh my goodness! Maybe if we put him on our t- on our team, maybe that's what he needs. Like I don't know. Like, but that that I didn't even really think about him. But like that, I don't know. That will probably wet my beak a little bit. N- n- not that he's available. I think one of the it's, it's okay to have fantasies, right? Hey, what about this guy? What about that guy? You know what I mean? But like w- when it comes down to it, like when you put the like the numbers together and who's available, it's like Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> <You go, laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I know, man. Like, there's not when you when you really look at it, there's not that many big men out there. 
Hassan Whiteside. You know, Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't like his. I don't like his attitude towards. Yeah, the me game. either. Yeah. You know, like, and, and if you drop out of the Kings rotation, man, even though they beat us, that says something. I know, right? That's 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 when you know we're not. If we go get Whiteside, man, oh yeah. my gosh, that's not a good sign. Let me uh, let me ask you a couple of uh, uh, this uh, this rotation question that's coming up, and it's been one of the most fun aspects of the season for me. And I mentioned it before is that I, I absolutely love the unpredictability in the Raptors lineup on who gets to play what night. Like we, we mentioned, Bembry earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Davis was mentioned. Uh, Utah obviously is like killing it. Uh, you see uh, Malachi Flynn come up once in a while, so th- there's a lot of variability in in who the Raptors are bringing off the bench. As opposed to having like a very proper seven, eight man rotation that that most teams kind of operate by. What do you enjoy watching more? Do you have a preference for one? Like, what do you think the Raptors are doing with, with, with this with this helter skelter rotation? And and, and do, do you care like if, if we don't have a set rotation? Yeah, I think I think I can go with that third option. Like, I don't really care as long as it works, you know, and and the matchups works. You know, I'm I'm good with it. Like I I hundred percent trust what 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 Nurse is doing and 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 his feel and everything, right? I I know a lot of it has to do with you know with our injuries and stuff like that, and like you know why he has to kind of shuffle around a little bit. I feel like once you know OG and Norm comes back, you know he'll have a a more solidified you know rotation, you know especially with 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 the players and what they've been showing since those guys have been out. Right. And and I think a lot of it is like, hey, you show me you can play defense and, and you'll play. Right. Like, so I think I think the way that he's 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 like um, moving around the rotation is keeping a lot of these players on their toes. Right. And 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 keeping them ready. You know, so it's just like I feel like it's a it's a good way to, to keep everyone, you know, motivated and, and, and the compete level is, is high. Right, it keeps it high. Uh, the way that he's he's you know you know switching up the rotations here and there, right? So it's just like I, I like it, you know. And, and like I said, I don't really care, you know. Like as long as as long as um you know we continue seeing the improvement and you know everyone's you know playing at a high level, I think I think uh, I'm gonna trust Nurse with what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, let's end off on uh, on some Kyle Lowry, man, uh, because, uh, I mean, by the way, loved yesterday with Gordon and Lowry, how he came oh, at him. And, I mean, <laughs> Yo, I love that. I love that, man. Like the way I don't know. I don't know if you if you've seen the video of him um, telling T. Ross that, you know, he's, he's, he's going to mess him up, you know. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, you can't you can't mess with Lowry, man. You really can't. Like you really can't. He's a different guy. He's from Philly, yeah. <laughs> and and you know he he's, he's he had a pretty good game yesterday and the, the day before I think he he was all right as well. So he he's picking up he's picking up steam as we've, go, we've gone deeper into the season. He's definitely more active on the ball. Um, yeah. Overall, n- not great numbers, uh, but still, if you if you look at his last five games, he's definitely improved over the previous five, and. The Lowry trade is like the big question mark at the deadline because it's a question of like, do you do you do you let his contract expire and 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 uh, and um, or, or or do you get something in in return? And I think one thing we can all agree on is that we don't make a Lowry trade unless Lowry wants a trade. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Like, 
we don't really make a trade unless he asks for one, you know? Yeah. Or like if we are thinking about it, we consult it with him yeah. and gives us the go ahead to, you know, to yeah. go ahead. And and I feel like it has to be, you know, his his choice on where he wants to go. I feel like we, we own that, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we can't send them anywhere that's not a contender. Yeah. That too, you know, it has to be a contender just for, for him and, you know, give him another another chance of getting a ring, you know? And I feel like I feel like there's gonna be a lot of teams asking for his services come trade deadline. Because yeah. like you said, like his numbers aren't aren't gonna blow you away, but his numbers are still like, yo, he can still do it. Like he's averaging like seventeen, seven assists, six rebounds. Like that hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is and, and, and obviously, he has, he has the leadership qualities that that pretty much every every team requires. And um, I, I don't want to talk about the Lowry trade so much because whatever, if it happens, happens. If it doesn't, doesn't. What I do want to talk about is if he leaves, how are you feeling based on what you've seen recently of Fred as being the number one guy in terms, like the, the the number starting point guard? Like, do you think he's there? Um, I have an opinion there. What do you think? Is is Fred ready to take on starting point guard duties? And like, does he have the ball distribution capabilities and and all that 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 position entails? Uh, yeah, I think he's ready. Um, I think he's ready for the role. Um, I, I I still feel like he does need a little bit more work in terms of um, you know, being a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, and, and just like, you know, uh finishing at the basket, you know, better. Um, but overall, uh, he, he has, he has to, he has to be, he has to be thrown into the role, um, uh, in order, in order to, to know whether or not he, he's fully capable. Uh, and I think Laurie has, has helped him enough, you know, for us to be okay when, when Laurie leaves and, 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 and giving Fred the keys. Right. So, and 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 I like I like Fred's mentality. He's always been a guy to you know challenge himself and 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 prove other people wrong. Um, you know I've been watching him since his nine oh five days. I've been I've been covering him, so uh, I seen him firsthand grow, right? So like I know he's capable of this role, right? So I'll definitely feel at ease. You know I'll feel I'll feel good, okay. You know not really worried. You know that we have Fred. You know if if Larry, you know, departs. And, and I, I like I agree. I, I think Fred is totally ready, man. And, and I like Fred for similar reasons to why I like Lowry. Uh, in, in in that he he number one is gritty. Like he he plays with his heart on his sleeve. Uh, he's a tough guy. He's a, he's he's a better defender than Lowry to be. You know when when it's all said and done. Uh, I think he's got range. Yes, he's not he's not a great finisher at the rim yet, but he has improved. And just like you mentioned when talking about Siakam, you got to judge a guy on how much he has improved versus the absolute quality of his product at this moment in time. And to me, Fred has improved considerably in in pretty much every single category since the season started. Uh, he's also undersized, kind of like Lowry, gritty backs people out like he uses his frame really well 
Uh, he's not as good a passer in tight positions like Lowry is. Like he's not going to squeeze in a pass between two big men. Like Lowry had a couple of passes against Orlando, which were just. Yeah, man. That that one where he found Terrence. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. I was like, okay, Lowry. So, 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 Dave, I mean, uh, sorry, um, Fred may not have that level of passing yet, but I think if you look at his trajectory yeah. and you compare to how old Lowry is and how old Fred is, and you kind of calculate a trajectory, you're looking at a guy, if he even continues improving, you know, half of what he has so far every year, you're going to get very likely an all-star caliber player. So why would you not hand over the point guard duties to him? Exactly. Exactly. It's like you said, you look at his his trajectory and, and how he's he's been improving and you know the years that he has on, on his contract, man, you just get excited, right? Because you know he's gonna put in the work. So it's like it's like why not? Just like you said, like why not give him the keys? Right? It, it, he needs the keys. Yeah. Right. So I'm okay well, with it. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it too, man. I'm I feel very confident about that one. Don, man, thank you for coming on uh, and, and talking. And good luck with ATB News. Uh, keep selling those jerseys, man. Uh, I'll, I'll be buying some more as soon as we uh, we go out and uh, we actually are able to wear those outside. All right. Yeah. And thank actually, you you, and, and my wife actually wears one. She wears one all the time. It's the tracksuit. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing, man. I love to hear it. I really do, man. Like, you put a lot of work into you know, our creative ideas and you know, kind of getting these these uh, these creative, you know, like projects out there. So it's it's great to see, you know, that people love it and you know they're wearing it. And uh, we just got to do more, just like you said, man. Like, you know, we're just gonna just do more, do better. <laughs>